Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Coming up. I look at it now as something that I get quite excited to do because I know I feel so much better after it. I mean, the side effect is obviously you're looking good because you're smoothing lines and wrinkles, etc. But it's feeling good. You know, the tension and stress we hold in our faces throughout the day, we can release that instantly. It's so good if you suffer from things like headaches or maybe jaw pain or sinus issues. So really lovely from a wellness point of view. But yes. it's also just a great tool so you can look in the mirror and go oh okay so I've woken up with puffy eyes and dark circles today and you can then use your face yoga there and then it's not like you have to say okay well I need to book a facial for a few weeks time for that or I need to wait for my next sort of Botox or fillers appointment to reduce that line you can really get going with it straight away so it's super accessible as well. I'm your host Danielle Collins and I'm the world leading face yoga expert, best-selling author of the book Danielle Collins Face Yoga and creator of the international teacher training program the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method. 17 years ago I healed myself from chronic illness and I've spent the last 15 years teaching, sharing and serving millions of people in person, on TV and online to help them look and feel the best version of themselves. This podcast is about giving you simple, effective, natural tips and advice and sharing knowledge and insight from industry experts. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media as it means so much if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast as it allows more people to feel healthier and happier naturally. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is the Face Yoga Expert Podcast. A warm welcome back to this week's episode. So once again, this week, I am sharing with you a podcast which I was on. Sometimes I find it really nice to share with you when I am the guest because I feel like it gives a different dimension compared with when I'm interviewing people, even compared with my solo episodes. So I was on the Fashion Weekly podcast with the lovely Miranda Holder, who you may remember as a guest on my podcast. She was on a few months ago and we had a lovely chat then about her journey. But in this episode, we talk a little bit about my journey. We also talk about the science behind face yoga, what face yoga is. We delve into the muscles that need to be relaxed and the ones that need to be lifted. We talk about Botox versus face yoga, when to do your face yoga. We even talk a little bit about my skincare routine, about how I found my soul's purpose, about the Guinness World Record that one of our teachers wonderfully received. I talk about why I don't feel that I would burn out with my current life, but what things, if I did do, I would burn out. I also talk a little bit about how I juggle my business and life. I talk about top business tips, my greatest achievements in life and business. And then we do a fun fashion quick fire quiz, which Miranda set for me, which I thought was amazing. So it's a really lovely podcast. I love chatting to Miranda and I really wanted to allow you guys just to listen into this chat. And before we delve into this week's episode, I just wanted to remind you about my 10-day course. So if you haven't already taken my 10-day course, this is a course for everyone. It's not a teacher training course. We do, of course, do teacher training courses, as you guys know, but this is really just to allow you to delve into face yoga. You do 10 minutes a day over 10 days. doesn't matter if you skip a day. You can even take a few days break if you need to. But each day you get a 10 minute video and you're encouraged to work all of the facial muscles, including the neck, each day. 
At the end of the 10 days, you do a little fun quiz and you get a full digital copy of my book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga, which of course is packed full of skincare tips, wellness advice, lots and lots of exercises, yoga tips. It's all in there in that book as well. So for the 10 day course, if you just head to the show notes and you'll see all the info there. So let's get into this week's episode where I was a guest on the Fashion Weekly podcast. So Danielle, welcome to Fashion Weekly podcast. How are you today? I am good. I'm very hot. We're in the middle of the heat wave this week. I'm so hot, but I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Oh, no, it's a pleasure. Yes, I'm warm too. I am upstairs in the kids' playroom because it's the most padded and insulated room of the house with the most soft furnishings. So I'm sort of huddled up so we get less echo and hopefully it will sound better. But I'm sweating because I've closed the window so Donald the the cockerel doesn't make an appearance because he likes to be a guest on the podcast. (laughs) That's okay. If we hear Donald, no problem. (laughs) I've got my water. We're going to be fine. Exactly. (laughs) So I want to go straight in there. Tell me about face yoga. Can you really make us look three years younger in 20 months? Well, 20 weeks is what the study oh, shows. 20 weeks, it was a it's typo. 20 weeks, yeah. <laughs> Even <Yes>. better. <laughs> so there was a study done by Northwestern University in the US and they had a group of women between the ages of 45 and 65 and they did face yoga every day for 30 minutes over a 20-week period. And they were assessed by dermatologists, by doctors, they gave their own feedback as well. And at the end of the process, it was shown that their skin looked three three years younger. And interestingly, that was shown with all of the people that kept it up because there were some people who trailed off during those 20 weeks. And then as they trailed off, you know, then they got assessed at the end and their results weren't as good. So I think that shows one of the things which I always say when it comes to face (laughs) yoga, which is do it regularly. So what they did during that experiment was very similar to what I teach and what I have been teaching for 16 years now, which is a combination of facial exercises, facial massage, acupressure, relaxation, and well-being. So it's that combination of those five areas which help us to lift and firm the face, help to reduce lines and wrinkles, help the skin to look glowing, and help us to feel good inside as well. My method is very much a holistic method, and it's all about how can we look after our mind, our body, and our face, because of course they're all connected. I am signing up for it right now. I think we can finish the podcast. I'm converted. (laughs) Let's get on (laughs) Let's get on with the exercises. Let's go Sunday. Yeah, exactly. Next. <laughs> so, so tell me, how does it actually work? Are we, I mean, how are you refining the texture of the skin? How are you, are you lifting the muscles? Because some of the before and afters on your website are quite profound, aren't they? Absolutely. So some muscles in the face really need strengthening and toning and lifting. Other muscles in the face need the opposite. They need relaxing because we tend to overuse them through expressions. So a great example of that would be our forehead area. So we tend to naturally overuse our forehead. Maybe we raise our eyebrows quite a lot. Maybe we pull the air between the eyebrows in a lot. And in time, particularly as we tend to have that reduction of the production of collagen and elastin 
the plumping agents in our skin, those expression lines soon etch into our skin. And that's when we see things like those horizontal lines or those vertical lines on yes. the forehead area. Yes. So a lot of my techniques for the forehead, for example, are about really learning to relax that big frontalis muscle, which runs all the way across the front of the forehead and that procerus muscle between the eyebrows. But then if we go to another part of the face, let's talk about our cheek area, for example. Often some of those muscles, and we have a lot of muscles around the cheek and the mouth area, are underused. You know, maybe we are talking or chewing our food, but that's not like a controlled exercise. The same as if we're walking around the house, we know that's not the same level of exercise if we roll out our yoga mat and do some Pilates moves. You know, it's very different. And it's exactly the same when it comes to the face. So certain muscles need to be strengthened and toned and lifted very similar to the body and then the skin attached is tightened and tautened and firmed and actually in that study that you referred to at the beginning one of the most notable effects they found was the cheek area they actually said and I think the example one of the doctors gave was it looked like the stuffing had been put back under the skin of the participants so particularly around that cheek area so really is working with lifting and firming the mouth the cheeks lots of different areas of the face but yet certainly some need to be lifted and some need to be relaxed. Okay, sounds very interesting. I'm going to ask you a personal question now. You mm. don't have to answer it. You look fantastic. Have Thank you had you. any magic injections? Never, never You're had kidding. any Botox. Nothing, <gasps> nothing, nothing. Because I'm looking at your forehead and the areas oh, you've been pointing you. out to us and in between your eyebrows, and I can't see a single line. Oh, thank you very much. No, I've never had any Botox or any fillers. You know, that's the wonderful thing about face yoga. Once you learn about your face, you do have that opportunity to almost give yourself natural Botox. You know, I train myself every day to express more with my eyes and less with my forehead. And that keeps the forehead area really smooth. And then I add massage techniques to that, which really helps with the circulation or the and the energy in that area, which helps the skin to look a lot more glowing. So I think once you learn these face yoga techniques and just integrate them into your day-to-day life they can be a great alternative to things like Botox and fillers which by the way I'm never against you know I think it's wonderful that we live in an age now where women can choose exactly what is right for them yes Um, but it's also lovely that I've got this option to use for myself and for other people as an alternative or as complimentary. You know, I have some people come and do my method who also go and have things like Botox and fillers. But certainly, you know, if you don't want to go down that route, face yoga is a great alternative. I think the thing, the attraction, <clears throat> isn't it? And it's sadly, it's the way we live these days in modern society. The attraction with fillers and Botox and whatever is that it's an instant fix and you get an instant result. And it obviously takes up a little time to build up the results of face yoga, although clearly from that study, not that much time because 20 weeks isn't isn't the end of the world, is it? It's sort of four months or so for three years. I'll, I'll take that. Um, yes. But there are plenty of people out there that are just thinking, oh, you know, yes, yes, Miranda and Danielle, I'm sure it's all wonderful and we'll have great results, but I don't have time in my life to add another thing into my beauty routine. What would you say to those people? And I understand completely, you know, I'm a busy working mom with two little girls. I completely get it. But what I do is I do one of two things. I either look at face yoga as my self-care, as almost like a meditation. So maybe I'll do it whilst I'm doing my skincare. Maybe I'll do some of it while I'm in the bath. Or I'll just think, okay, so how can I put it into my day-to-day life? Okay, my husband and I are going to watch half an hour or an hour of Netflix in the evening. I'll do my face yoga then. You know, I've applied all my skincare for the evening. It's a perfect time 
time. You can easily get in 10, 20 or 30 minutes of face yoga in that time. And it isn't a quick fix. You know, you are in it for the long game. And lots of people I know that have had Botox and fillers in the past have been hesitant to come to face yoga. But then the thing that lots of people really love about it is they have the tool in their own hands and their face continuously is improving because I've had lots of clients in the past that say, my face looks great X amount of days or weeks after the Botox and fillers. And then I notice, you know, there's a certain plateau period and then it's starting to change again. I'm seeing lines come back or or certain things are changing in my face. And they're a bit fed up with that roller coaster almost. Um, So the lovely thing about face yoga is you are maintaining it every day. And I look at it now as something that I get quite excited to do because I know I feel so much better after it. I mean, the side effect is obviously you're looking good because you're smoothing lines and wrinkles, etc. But it's feeling good. You know, the tension and stress we hold in our faces throughout the day, we can release that instantly. It's so good if you suffer from things like headaches or maybe jaw pain or sinus issues. So really lovely from a wellness point of view. But it's also just a great tool. So you can look in the mirror and go, oh, okay, so I've woken up with puffy eyes and dark circles today. And you can then use your face yoga there and then. It's not like you have to say, okay, well, I need to book a facial for a few weeks time for that. Or I need to wait for my next sort of Botox or fillers appointment to reduce that line. You can really get going with it straight away. So it's super accessible as well. Yes. And so empowering because you're taking charge yeah. of your own well wellness uh, and to a certain degree your your looks as well Lee. yeah as a, as a puffy person not all the time but I do wake up in the mornings with a puffy face quite frequently and I know that can just I've got some filming to do or something that day it can be a bummer um, yes. so having some techniques up my sleeve to help with that would certainly be you know really really useful definitely so how do we start then where do we start with face yoga how can we get involved Start simple, start small. So you could do something really easy, like get a copy of my book, which is called Daniel Collins Face Yoga. You can just get that on Amazon. Every single one of the techniques in there are one minute. So you could literally have it by the side of your bed, have it on your desk, pick it up and just do one minute there and then. That's super easy. If you think, actually, I'd like a little bit more of a structured routine, or I'd like to give myself a little bit of a challenge for a certain number of days, I've got a 10-day course. So this 10-day course, you do 10 minutes per day. It's working all areas of the face. And as part of that, you get a digital copy of my book as well. And it's great because it leads you through in a, in a video way exactly how to work the face. And then after the 10 days, you can really do what I always recommend people do, which is take a photo at the beginning, take a photo at the end and actually look at those differences, but also tune in to how you're feeling as well. And then I have lots of different options. You know, if you want to delve into it deeper, I offer a face yoga teacher training course. Um, I have apps. I have DVDs. So loads of different ways you can do it. Plus, you can just go on my YouTube channel, The Face Yoga Expert, piles of free videos on there. You can go on my Instagram page at Face Yoga Expert. So there's plenty of ways that you can learn a little bit about it. You've got it covered. Got it covered. (laughs) (laughs) And I've read that you do affirmations with your face yoga as well, which I love as I'm a huge fan of those. Can you give me some examples of what you do? 
Of course. So I'm such a believer in affirmations. You know, we can do all the facial exercise and all the facial massage in the world. But if we're still looking in the mirror and we're being self-critical of ourselves, if we're speaking to ourselves in a really negative way or we're just not feeling good in our mind, then that shows through our faces. Our faces show everything. You know, there's no hiding from those days when we feel down or those days we haven't slept very well. You know, our faces really will show it. Now, I'm a believer in using affirmations because they really do just trickle into the subconscious so even if when you're saying these affirmations I'll give you an example I am healthy I'm glowing inside and out I'm relaxed and calm I love starting with I am that's really really powerful and I really recommend saying them at least three times either in your mind or or out loud whichever works best for you but just saying them to yourself and even if you have that little voice at the back of your head which we all have (laughs) that's says, hang on a minute, but I don't feel healthy or hang on, I don't feel glowing. Or, you know, we always have that. Just keep saying them. Absolutely. And I'm never a believer in what I call toxic positivity. So it's not always about saying we have to be positive all the time, you know, just say these affirmations and only say really good, helpful thoughts, because actually we're human being going through a huge experience of different emotions. So it's actually okay to acknowledge those times where you do look in the mirror and you are really self critical just be aware of it just be aware of that self-talk don't try and fight it too much just know it's there let it pass in its own time and once you've acknowledged it and let it pass then you can just bring in some of those affirmations tell me what else is in your skincare routine apart from the yoga So I love doing skincare twice a day. So I love a facial tool. So I love a gua sha. I love a jade roller. I love a microcurrent device, a Kanza wand. You know, I don't use all of these tools every single day. What's a Kanza wand? Not heard of that one. Yes, it's an Ayurvedic tool. So it's like a little wooden sort of dome and it's got a little metal soft bit at the top. There's a really great company called Maoli Rituals. They sell them and they're absolutely gorgeous. They're great for the circulation. They have been used probably even before gua sha's, you know, they are thousands and thousands of years old. So I love a facial tool, but I love every day doing a full cleanse, tone, moisturize. I've got a beautiful product that was made for me by an amazing skincare company, which is organic. It's vegan called Fusion by Danielle Collins. It's a moisturizing serum to use with your face yoga, but you can use it in place of your regular moisturizer as well. So I use that twice a day and I always massage it in as well, you know, so even if I'm not just sat down doing my full face yoga routine, I'll make sure I just use my fingertips and tap it all in. And that really just helps the products get a little bit deeper into the skin. So don't be scared to touch the skin. You know, as long as your hands are clean and as long as you're not aggravating any very active acne or rosacea or any other skin conditions like that, you can certainly, you know, get into your skin. Don't be worried to touch it. Thank you. Any, any masks? Yes, I like lots of different masks. Actually, I'm really lucky because I get gifted quite a lot of nice different products to try. <laughs> um, there's a lovely brand called, and I'm going to have to say this properly because it's a, an Italian name, Irene Forte. Is that how you say the ah, lovely lady's name? I don't, I don't know. know. Her. No. It reads Irene Forte, but okay. that's not how you say it. She is she's Italian descent, and she's got a gorgeous skincare brand, and she gifted me this most wonderful mask it was an almond mask and 
and it was just gorgeous. Sheet masks I use sometimes. I haven't got into those as much as I like an actual, you know, let's slap on the cream type of mask. And I love exfoliating as well. So Mm. I love sort of two in one. Dr. Robux do a really nice two in one exfoliator and mask. So you put it on, keep it there for about 10 minutes, and then you just gently rub it into the skin. So you've got that little bit of exfoliation before you wash it off too. Oh, sounds good. Yes, I love exfoliating. I'm an exfoliating freak. I love it all. I love the acids and then I love the the mechanical ones. I I do it every morning in my shower and it's definitely part of my skincare routine. Helps me to wake up for sure. So you're looking incredible. I've already said that. You look amazing. I believe you're 39. Am I right? Yeah, that's right. 40 in February. Without a single wrinkle or furrow or, you know, still very plumped (laughs) and glowing. Incredible. Um, But I know that you haven't always been this well and and this sort of glowing. You've had your own wellness journey, which I can obviously relate to with my Lyme disease. Um, But you had ME when you were much younger. So I was diagnosed with ME just after I'd left university. So I was 21. I just finished my degree in education and my ME started because of glandular fever. So I wasn't even aware that I'd had glandular fever, but that's what the blood tests had shown. And I was very much bedridden and housebound, incredibly unwell, very, very fatigued, couldn't walk for more than a few minutes. I would also feel a lot of pain throughout my body every single day. And doctors really didn't know what to do for me. There wasn't any magic pill or potion that they could give me to overcome it. So I really wanted to take matters into my own hands and overcome this illness. I didn't know whether I would. The doctor said, you may have to live with this for life or you may just overcome it in a few months. We just don't know. So the first thing I did, which was very natural and holistic and kickstarted that journey into the, the wellness healing was a little bit of yoga. And I couldn't do much. It was very simple breathing and stretching techniques in bed. And then I started to bring in things like positive affirmations, visualization. I started to change the way that I ate. I started to see lots of different wellness professionals. I had acupressure, I had acupuncture, massage, um, went to see a life coach. So lots and lots of different things. I understood a lot of the patterns in terms of how much I used to push myself, how stressed I was, how much of a perfectionist I was, all of those, um, I guess, personality and lifestyle onsets that was combined with that fire onset that led me to that illness. But the good news about it is I managed to completely overcome it within 18 months. I still, of course, after that time was very careful, hence why Even to this day, you know, I live a a very healthy lifestyle because I think if I got too stressed or I started to maybe eat the wrong things or do the wrong things to my body, then I'd run the risk of relapse, even though it's 18 years later now. But I was very lucky within 18 months, I did get better. And I felt so passionate that I wanted to help other people in the same way. So whether it be overcome a similar illness or just feel healthier and happy using these really simple but effective techniques that I had used to to overcome the illness. And that's when I then took training as a yoga teacher, as a relaxation therapist. I took training in nutrition and face massage. And the rest is history. So 
I mean, really, it was the making of you, wasn't it, the Emmy? Oh, yes, absolutely. Without that, I probably would have been a primary school teacher. That was what I was planning to do. You know, I did my degree in education and I would have lived a very, very different life and maybe not even found my true soul purpose, which is what I do now. And I love that. I was literally coming on to that. You know, you describe on your website, you say that it's not a job, it's, it's your true passion or your calling. And I feel the same about what I do as well. And it's just such a great feeling when you know that you're in the right place at the right time, you're in your flow, things come to you. It feels like that the current of the universe, if you like, if you like that sort of um, idea is running with you rather than you're pushing uphill and trying to succeed at something that's not meant for you. You know, it's not your path. And I had a big car accident over 10 years ago now, and that was the making of me. It took me, it stopped me in my tracks, turned my life around and set me on this path. And I'm forever grateful for it, despite my my wonky ankle, <laughs> which I have learned to love, but I still have a limp when I get tired. But that's fine. That limp is just to remind me of where I've come from. And uh, I see a lot of parallels in your story. And I always wonder, actually, with your story, because you told your story so beautifully when you came on my podcast. Did your husband get injured during that car accident? No, he didn't. He walked out of the car. You. Wow. It was all because I had my feet crossed on the dashboard. And up on the ga- dashboard. And yeah. then the air, I think the airbag goes off. It's something ridiculous. I, I always get it wrong. Wow. But I, I want to say sort of 200 miles an hour, something insane against a windscreen that doesn't smash because it has safety gra- uh, glass. And my legs were crossed. So the one that was on the top, my right foot just got absolutely shattered and, and was in pieces. But I'm so grateful for it. And I think it only makes us stronger and we learn from it and we reflect on it. And it makes us good at what we do now. And you clearly are flying, which leads me on to my next point, really. You've You've spoken already about learning to have a slightly healthier attitude to how you live your life and not push yourself as hard and look after yourself in terms of wellness. However... Misses, hats off to you <laughs> because I'm very inspired by you, and I want to give you a bit of a bit of female respect at the moment because you have built quite the business empire. Oh, so, thank you! No, That's you something. have, you have. I take my my hats off to you. I mean, you've even got. Should we just start here because it's clearly the most impressive thing. You've even got a Guinness World Record. We have, we have. And actually, that was one of our amazing face yoga teachers. So I train people to teach the Daniel Collins face yoga method. It's one of our teachers, which we trained in India. And she works for a nonprofit charity out there. And she said, look, I want to do a Guinness World Record for the largest face yoga class. And she taught the Daniel Collins face yoga method to, and I'm going to get this number wrong now, but I think it's 1,000. Have you got the number there? It was 1,660. 61 people. Yeah, amazing. Just Fantastic. so great. Yeah, so it was lovely to see that. To be honest, I would have stopped there. I mean, you get yourself a Guinness World Record and <laughs> I think your job's done, isn't it? <laughs> well, I have to thank our, one of our teachers for that, really. I mean, you know, <laughs> yes, she was teaching, teaching techniques I taught her, but she was the one actually teaching it. She's the one with the name on the Guinness World Record. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Well, that's very modest of you, uh, but still very impressive. But I mean, I think you're quite a dark horse. You have a very gentle energy you're quite softly spoken 
Dragon. I know you're a Piscean, for those who like to I know am. about these things. I, I am, am too, actually. Oh, yeah, we'll chat about that sensitive. later. Sensitive. Very sensitive. <laughs> That's why we're sensitive. Yeah, super sensitive, but super creative yeah. as well. Yes, um, yes. We love all and of intuitive. that. intuitive. Yes, very much so, empaths. Mm. But, yes. So you're, you have all of this going on, you know, very softly spoken. However, as I say, quite the business empire. You've got all these DVDs and books out. I know you have clients all over the world. You've got a podcast going on. You're on the telly, on the radio. You've just done so well. And you're a mum with (laughs) two fairly young children. And that's not to be sniffed at. So how on earth have you managed to create this business whilst maintaining your health? I think for me, when you're truly in alignment with what your sole purpose is, then you're not at the stage where you're going to burn out or be exhausted. What I find, and don't get me wrong, you know, I get days, I get weeks where I don't feel good, you know, like like we all do. And my body is very sensitive. And sometimes I get frustrated by that, but sometimes I'm really grateful for that because it always gives me little, what I call little whispers. And that's great because if I just get those whispers then I don't get what I call the screams, you know, the big things. And because I tune into those things, I know when to just pull back and that pull back might just be half a day just to relax and and be on my own um being on my own for me is always something that really helps recharge me or you know if my body suddenly starts feeling a little bit achy or uncomfortable I know I need to just go to a yoga class and just you know leave the work for a moment and just listening to those little messages all the time is really really important Mm. but I find when I'm in alignment and when I'm doing things that don't even feel like work that's when things just flow beautifully and the times when I do feel oh you know I feel tired or it feels too much or I get overwhelmed and like I said that does happen that's normally a sign that I'm doing something which isn't quite right for me Mm -hmm. it doesn't sit well with me so I've learned over the years the power of the magic no you know to say no to certain things that might be happening in my life or to say no to certain big projects which might come up and that takes a lot of practice because to say no when you want to help other people when you want to make a difference to say no to things which are financially good is always really tricky but I have found that that really really helps but interestingly even going back to the beginning of starting the business it's probably the other way around you know I used to say yes to everything and that's mm. how I got my name out there you yes. know and I think you need to go through that stage where you're just happy to do everything and anything whether it pays it doesn't pays whether you're traveling half a day to get there whatever it is um, so I think that perseverance in the early days is really important but once you build things up and you've got that risk of then, you know, maybe overdoing it, like what you were saying, then that's when you need to know what to say no to and what to say yes to. That's really valuable. And it's definitely not easy to say no. Mm-hmm. And what about sort of actually the, the building a business side of it then? Mm. Because I know the work landscape is changing. There are many more people setting out on their own as an entrepreneur, building their own business. Perhaps they're in wellness, perhaps they're in fashion, perhaps they're in something else. But you've been very successful. So what advice or gems have you learned along the way? Definitely a big one is consistency. So whatever you're doing, whether you're trying to build a business from scratch, whether you're looking to do a fast growth business, whether you're looking to grow it really gently and organically, whether you're looking to build an online brand, whatever it might be, 
be consistent. So even if it comes to, let's say, something like Instagram, it is really about saying, okay, I'm going to post every single day and I'm going to give stuff to people that's really going to add value to them, give people a reason to keep following me. So consistency is number one. And even before social media, I started my business before social media even existed. I was still very consistent with everything I did. So that's huge. I would also say patience. It's very easy. Um, and I've seen this lots of times, you know, people start start businesses and with the first within the first year or two they give up because they're not getting the results they want but most people you speak to who have built successful brands have been doing it a long long time and they've gone through a lot of sleepless nights they've had a lot of ups and downs financially with it they've had a lot of uncertainty self-doubt but they've stuck with it and they've been really really patient all the way through and they've been in it for the long game so absolutely you need to be in it for the long game and then I would say last you just be really authentic to you so whatever type of business you're doing really ask yourself am I showing people and giving people exactly what feels authentic for me because if it doesn't quite feel right if you get that little gut instinct whether it's a tiny part of your business or whether it's the whole thing you get that little feeling inside you that says this is not quite right this is not quite in alignment with what I want to be doing then it probably isn't right so really listen to that gut instinct you know it tells you a lot so what has been your proudest achievement to date? Oh, having my children, without (laughs) a doubt. I know it's probably meant to be face yoga related, but being a mom is the biggest thing for me. And I've done lots and lots of things within my career, which I have been proud of. And it's interesting because I don't think, and I don't think I'm the only one like this, but I don't think I probably celebrate them enough. Today, I just got posted the first copy that I felt in my hands of my new book, which comes out in September. And it was just interesting because I opened it. I was like, oh, lovely. And I just put it on the kitchen work surface. And (laughs) you know, this is is the thing that we often don't do. We don't don't look at things that go, oh my goodness, my second book. This is a published book. This is how long it took me. This is how many languages is going to be translated and whatever it is, we don't ever really have that self-talk in our own head. Um, So in terms of achievements, I always find it really like hard to pinpoint certain things but I think when it comes to my career it is just helping people I think honestly I know that sounds a bit cliche and a bit cheesy but really just helping people and making a difference and it's often just those little messages or those little emails or when you speak to people and they say oh by doing these techniques or by doing this I've now overcome this illness because of it or it got me through that grief or I was going through a divorce and you know my face looked like this and now I look like myself again whatever it might be you know I'm really blessed I hear these stories every day I would say those things are bigger achievements really than some of the big things like your first book or app or tv appearance or anything or Guinness world records you know it's often (laughs) the the little moments that mean so much Now, before we end this amazing episode, because you are just a star, I would like to ask you some quickfire fashion questions if you'd like to accept the challenge. I'd love to accept the challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Okay. Number one, what does fashion mean to you? For me, it's about feeling good from the inside. So I really love fashion and I always have. And I really just put on each day what makes me feel good 
that day. Something which I've really realized about my fashion choices is it very much is linked to my emotions. Yes. So, you know, some days I think, oh my gosh, I want to wear a fabulous dress, you know, and subconsciously there's probably some reason I want to feel a certain way in that. And other days I really want to dress down and be super casual, wear a cap and trainers and a hoodie. And again, there's probably a reason, I often don't analyze it much, but a reason I want to to feel like that. You know, I've never been someone that likes to wear the same stuff every day. You know, I really like a whole variety of looks and it really excites me to sort of change up my look every day. But it really just makes me just feel good and really express how I'm feeling that day, even if I'm not consciously aware of what it is that I'm feeling or I want to feel. You're a true Pisces. You dress for your emotions. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Fantastic. I am exactly the same. So if your house was on fire and you got the kids out, you got your husband out, any pets, but you could run back in one last time and only pull out one item from your wardrobe, what would it be? I think it would be a gorgeous bracelet. And this little bracelet has got loads of charms around it that my grandmother and grandfather collected from all around the world. So my grandfather has passed away. My grandmother, she's 90 bless her and she's still going strong. But all these gorgeous charms and they all mean something to them. You know, they've been to Egypt. They've been to all these places around the world. So I'd grab that because it's sentimental. Oh, sounds absolutely lovely. Okay, heels or flats? Oh, it depends where I'm going. Well, I'm almost six foot, so I'm tall. So I don't wear a huge heel when I do wear a heel. Three inches is max for me. But most of the time I'm in flats, to be honest, running around with the kids. Summer or winter? <laughs> oh, summer. Summer, summer, summer. Early there, makeup or full on glam? Oh, it depends. When I'm depends what I'm doing. Yeah. Some days I get again very dressed or with my emotions in makeup <laughs> emotions. Some days, like today, it's like nothing on at all. Other days I love going for it. False lashes, do you go that far? I don't, but for the first time a few weeks ago, I had eyelash extensions. They're out now. I'm going to get them put back in. But I love that because I can't put in false lashes. So basically, I never wear false lashes because I'm terrible at gluing them in. It's only if I have my makeup done. But I had lash extensions and I was like, oh, my goodness. You wake up in the morning just looking so awake. You don't need to put the makeup on. So I have a feeling I could get a little bit addicted to those. Oh, I know. They are addictive. I've been without for quite some time, actually. But yeah. um, in lockdown, I, I thought I wasn't going to survive without them at first. I mean, come yeah. on. Talk about the sort of modern world problems. But um, um, I discovered Lashify. Ooh. So I clearly need to be on commission for this, but they're a brilliant lash company. Instead of entire strips of lashes, you get them in sort of clusters of five or six. So they're sort of, I don't know, half a centimetre long. And they're, you can get different sizes, different lengths, different widths and different sort of thicknesses. But you don't glue them on the top of your lashes. You actually stick them underneath your lashes Ooh. and they go on brilliantly. You can change up all the effects. You get different colours. And I warn you, they are very addictive. And if you play your cards right, yes, you can actually wear them. They will stay on for sort of five, six days. Oh, my gosh. And they're easy to apply. Total game changer. Seriously, (gasps) go and check them out. I am going to check them out. Amazing. (laughs) You'll love them. You'll get addicted. (laughs) The only thing I would say is give your lashes a break every now and again. But that's the same with lash extensions too. And I I have a lash serum that I use that really helps just keep it all, all going. Any style icons? Is that your thing? 
Oh, I haven't really thought about style icons. Do you know, I love yoga wear. So whenever I see, you know, when you see like amazing models like off duty and they're wearing their yoga leggings and their little bomber jackets, like I love that type of look. I don't have one particular person who I think, oh, their style is exactly it. You know, I think I take inspiration from lots of different people, but I do love a I do love a yoga pant and athleisure athleisure wear. I agree. Yeah. Say athleisure, yes, yeah. athleisure or sports luxe. I know. I'm yes. so pleased that we can now all walk around in tracksuit bottoms and high heels if we want to. It's fantastic. Love, love that. And with Zoom calls, you could basically wear tracksuit bottoms underneath all the time. Even yes. if you've got a fancy top on. Yeah, or your pajamas. Sometimes, exactly. in my case, absolutely fantastic. And then finally, um, a favorite. Do you have a favorite fashion brand or yoga wear brand? Oh, my favorite yoga wear brand is Sweaty Betty. I've been working with them for years. So since I started being a yoga teacher, I used to teach at their store in Bath, ah. do the yoga classes. I've done loads of stuff with the brand over the years. So I've really seen how they've changed and evolved um, over the years. So love them for a yoga brand. Some nice high street brands. I mean, the high street, bless it, is just not what it, it what used to be. You know, you walk mm. around, you think all oh, the shops are going, but Reese, I love Reese for a high street brand. Yes. Top shop when it was there loved it you know that's gone now um Ryan and Love and there's a really lovely brand which I discovered in lockdown and they kindly gifted me some gorgeous dresses and they're called Paper London oh, I don't know if you've heard oh, of them oh yes gorgeous 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 so Adore. I've got this beautiful yet bright yellow wraparound dress from them which is lovely and a lace white one as well like a short lace white one so gorgeous. love them as their well their swimwear yeah. is fantastic as well isn't it I'm coveting I haven't tried their keeps swimwear keeps selling out the, the bikini oh, I want really? and swimming costume just keeps selling out but it's gorgeous Oh. Yeah, it's a one shoulder ruffle job. Love it. Love it. <laughs> nice. Oh, we're on to fashion now. We could keep going for hours, <laughs> but we don't need to because we're at the end of the podcast. Danielle, oh. before, and also before I go, I want to say that the walls in your house, I can see it must be your living room, I think, behind yes. you. They're the most gorgeous sort of inky, gray, yeah, sort of I'm slate show blue colour. You might see it, depending on the light, can you see it sort of there? Beautiful. It's like a... Yeah, it's um Farron Boar, hay blue. Gorgeous. Um, and it's yeah, it's it's a lovely colour. Um, I was really, really scared to do dark walls. And I've always been like a white or light grey or magnolia, you know, everywhere I've always lived. And we were getting our house repainted, and a friend of mine had really dark walls, and she's like, go for dark walls. And I was so scared. We had it painted whilst we were away on holiday, and we did our room, our bedroom dark green as well. And um, this is like a dark blue, but like a dark green. Um, in Chira Blue, um, Farrenbore. And as soon as we came back, I was like terrified to open the door and see what it looked like, but I love it now. Yes. Absolutely love it. Yes, it looks incredible. I love dark walls as well. So mm. much more atmospheric and then your pictures and things really pop. Yes. It looks gorgeous. So I've been thoroughly thank admiring you. the view while we've been chatting. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. Have a super day. Have a super week. And uh, thank you so thank much you. for being my guest. You've been brilliant. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always lovely to chat to you. Take care. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.